Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. Bring me out. Can you introduce me as Jake Stewart? And I'm Matt. And this is the Nuclear Fridge. <laughs> it's completely insane. You guys are idiots. Do you have nuclear weapons? In the fridge. Is that nuclear waste? This whole fridge is a joke. <laughs> you are a regular nuclear meltdown. You and I are not so different. Stupid fridge guys. Well, do we just own? Go to school, boys. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of The Nuclear Fridge. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Paget, and today I am joined by two of my best friends in the whole wide world, Mr. Jacob Decker. I'm back. And Mr. Stuart Gears. Hello. How are you boys doing today? Pretty damn good. Yeah? How come? Did you think I was going to say awful? I, you know what? I was, I was like, is Jake going to be truthful to himself and his soul? Or is he going to be a little jokester? Oh, do you want me to be truthful? Well, to be honest. Pretty damn awful. Yeah. Okay. To be honest, I don't know which one would be which. I don't know yeah, if you're being a jokester or not. I I might be being a jokester. I might not be a jokester. I don't even know. Dude. Uh, no, I'm doing fine. That is the mark of a true joker is not knowing where the joke begins and ends. Jokester, not joker. Thank you. So, you know, it'd be crazy. Stuart, if Stuart, uh, if someone took his parents into an alleyway. <laughs> wow. Damn, that's <laughs> fucked up where you're taking that. I thought never mind. For a I, I just want to say, I, just wanna say I would never want that. <laughs> I would never want that either. But let's say skip forward a couple years and now you're Batman. And then I Jake, still wouldn't want it. Jake uh, becomes the Joker. And I. Uh, how about you I get brought Rachel into Dawes. an alley? I get. Yeah. I, or I was going to say I get brought to an alley. And uh, let's say Jay and Mikey take me out because they think oh they'll take me out and then they'll come be regulars on the podcast but then Stuart will go insane from grief and become Batman and Jake will go insane from grief and become Joker and then I, you guys will fight it out in the streets uh, while Mikey and Jay take over I probably over. wouldn't care what? you yeah, wouldn't care? Be fine. I, 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 like, All right. I just don't want anyone nuclear fridges want... run its course I mean we're, I, we're on borrowed time already for the podcast but in terms of like I don't want what any of you to die. What the fuck does that mean? I don't want any of you to die. It means, it means this podcast means should have ended end like uh, 16 episodes ago. That is true. But we, uh, we've at the been same pushing our luck. But at the same time, I am saying uh, I don't want you to die, Maddie. That would be terrible. I wouldn't want to die either. I and I would really be I would be shocked if, if, if Mikey and Jay were willing to murder you. You know, I would be shocked as well. Uh, I, that, that is the number two way I would not want to die. And the number one way I definitely don't want to die is being nuked by an Oppenheimer bomb. What a transition. Speaking of, speaking of, <laughs> Oh, weird. We all went and saw the Oppenheimer movie. I saw it twice. Have you saw really it three times. Twice? I've seen it three yeah, times. Saw it three times. You've seen it three times? I'm going to see shit. it on a fourth, too. Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to go see it my second time this weekend. So I might see it again because apparently, uh, like, official... There's only 30 theaters in the United States that are doing, like, official Nolan-approved IMAX 
viewings and one of them is in San Francisco. So I was like, you know, I should probably do that. But at the same time, I think two is enough. I don't think I need to see it again. I, man, I, I, my, my dad really wanted to see it. Oh man, I burped. Um, that was my own personal Trinity test. Um, my dad really wanted to see it when he heard that I was going to go see it. So I was like, well, we'll definitely go see it again. Cause, cause we have one of the, like, there's less than 40 theaters in the world. Um, that just like Jake said, I think 30 of them are in the States and like the rest are in like England and Canada and maybe France or whatever. How many are in um, California? Isn't it like, I don't know. That's a good question. We should look this probably up. at least a few in California. I know I there's, there's, I know in San Francisco. Well, one's in, L- one's be in LA, two in LA, one or two at yeah. least. Yeah. No, I'm going to one in LA. I get to see it in 70 millimeter. Um, see that. And yeah, we have, we have one of the, um, we have one of the theaters in Langley here, which is so fucking weird. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go see it in IMAX 70 millimeter. And Fuck I'm, yeah. I feel like that had to happen. Um, I love the film just starting off. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it is Nolan's best. And I think it's, he finally got to make a movie with like weird time, not time manipulation as part of the story, but in his, like he manipulates the time lines of a movie. And it actually, I feel like it actually worked really well in this movie. And I, I just, I really fucking dug it and I'm excited to go see it again. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I want to preface this. We were going to do this with Mikey. I still yes, would like, says, would have wanted to do this with Mikey, but Mikey, Mikey sent along a note that says, uh, just know that I enjoyed both movies and I'm glad we did Barbie first. Yes, That's I, I was, order. I, I agree. That's the correct order. 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I messed things up because I thought I'd be able to record tomorrow, but I couldn't record tomorrow because I am seeing Batman, the Batman in concert or whatever. The, Hell yeah. The San Francisco yeah. Uh, orchestra or whatever is putting on a, a show and I forgot I agreed to go. Um, but it's a it's a nice little surprise. I forgot and then remembered. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm doing that tomorrow. But um, anyway, yeah, I liked Oppenheimer a lot, too. I think it might be one of my favorite Nolan movies, but I think it was one of the least fun Nolan movies. Yes. It's not a fun movie. Nolan is definitely, uh, (laughs) if you look at his, I I feel like he's like one of the perfect theater directors because his movies are often like, like he he made the dark Knight. Like what what can you, what more can you say? Um, and this is, this feels very different. Um, in terms of it being like a dry biopic that, that apparently, I mean, according to the guy who wrote the book that this is based on. So take his word with a grain of salt. This is, uh, in, in his words, um, the most accurate biopic ever made, put to film or whatever. Uh, okay. That's so, okay. Like, like it's, he, he, he praised it's like it's accuracy. Martin mm-hmm. J. Sherwin. Uh, okay, I want to read that book, but I couldn't find it at Barnes and Noble, so it's like, it all right, maybe seven hundred and twenty-one pages. And That's I, okay. It is. It is. A, well, anyway, I don't want to make a. I don't want, I don't want to stop with the Alan. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, yeah. What What did you guys think of this? Um, 
Yeah, I <laughs> I liked it quite a bit. I don't know what else there is to say about it. I did see it twice. Uh, the second time I saw it, I was really tired and I woke up at like 3 a.m. the day before in order to get on a flight. So I fell asleep during the <laughs> second showing. <laughs> but the stuff that I was awake for, I was like, oh, yeah, it's still very, very compelling. Uh, I thought Robert Downey Jr. was incredible. I mean, obviously, oh. Killian Murphy was too, but I thought Robert Downey Jr. was such a great surprise because I feel like he doesn't really play a lot of roles like that any like I don't know it's weird seeing him play someone that doesn't feel like Robert Downey Jr. I guess yeah uh and I thought I thought he did an excellent job um I mean all the entire cast did an excellent job but everyone was so good yeah the Miles Teller the or not not Miles Teller <laughs> Josh uh, I get him confused what's the Drake and Josh guy Josh, Josh Peck yeah, him being in it was a little distracting. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably. Uh, I had two things that I didn't love about this movie. One is kind of a spoiler, but the other one was. I mean, I, the I, spoiler I is I think everyone knows the spoiler. No. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, they dropped it. Yeah, I mean, it's the Rami Malik part at the end I didn't really like. Oh. Oh, oh, I, I like, like that, that scene a lot. That that part felt kind of like uh it felt like a different movie. Like it felt like mm. um like like theater happy ending Louis Strauss got what he deserved. Eh. Um, it wasn't terrible. I mean, like I I genuinely love this film. Um but the only other thing and this is like okay, there's there's two other things. The first is that there are a lot of people in this movie and um, there were a lot of moments of me going like, oh, that's that guy from from Drake and Josh. Oh, that's that guy from Roderick Rules. Oh, that's that guy from this. And then I went, it's oh, that's stacked cast. Wait, is that Gary Oldman? And then it it took me out. <laughs> the Gary Oldman one took me out of the film because I was like not expecting that at all. <laughs> I was expecting it because I, I knew he was in it. Oh, man, I had no idea. And then he showed up and I'm like, did he put on all that makeup for one minute of screen time? Yeah, well, I think that's kind of like same thing with uh, Josh Peck or whatever that I thought was was weird. It was just like you see him, you're like, oh, that's Josh Peck. And then I think he's got like one line throughout the film, but he appears in a couple scenes and it's just kind of like, all right. Didn't yeah. need to be him, but it is him. So, yeah, you know, good, I, good for him. Okay, but also I feel like like just someone we didn't know wouldn't have made me go, "Oh, there's Josh Peck." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and like, what what are you what are you gonna do? You're not gonna cast good actors like, like I was like, "Oh, that's Josh Hartnett. That's fucking cool." And I was, I love and Josh that Hartnett. happened. Yeah, that that happened throughout the entire film. There's the there's the kid from Hereditary. There's, and it it happened a lot. And like, it's like, uh, is he not supposed to cast actors? But I don't know. I <laughs> I was constantly like, oh, he's in this movie. Um, uh, Casey Affleck was really good, too. Oh, it's a stacked cast. It's fuck, a stacked dude. I, I think that was Casey Affleck's best work. He was I, I've never he thought, was terrifying. Yeah, I would never think I'd be scared of Casey Affleck. <laughs> Like, it was he he had the eyes of a killer like oh man there was, there was something in those eyes um after oppenheimer i actually went back and watched two of nolan's movies uh i watched interstellar again and i watched tenet again 
And I think Interstellar might actually be top five, maybe top three of his movies. I know it's really cheesy and I know like it kind of goes off the rails and there are a lot of plot holes and there's a lot to complain about that movie. But I think it is such a like optimistic, hopeful, like beautiful film that I feel like a lot of people didn't give a lot of credit to. Um, and rewatching it, like I, I've seen it a couple times now, and every time I watch that movie, I like it more and more. Uh, but I actually, I, I want to go through and watch, rewatch a bunch of his movies, especially The Prestige, because I haven't seen that in so, so long. Good. And I think I've been, I've been telling myself for a while, like that and Dark Knight are probably my two favorite Nolan movies. But I remember Dark Knight, like the back of my hand, because I watched that movie so many times. The Prestige, I've only seen like four or five times. And the last time I saw it, I was probably like 12 or something. So I don't remember it. Kind of want to watch it again. But I also watched Tenet, which I did not like the second time. That is my least favorite Nolan movie by a mile, I think. Have you seen Insomnia? I've seen Insomnia. The only one I haven't seen is The Following. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that Also a good movie. I, uh, I I have Memento, Tenet, and Interstellar to watch. Uh, I need to rewatch Dunkirk because I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during it. Dunkirk. Uh, I love I love Dunkirk. A lot of people didn't like it because it's not like his other films, but I really liked it because I, I I enjoy. It felt very different from his other movies in that uh, it didn't feel overwritten, not in like a negative way that his other movies are overwritten, but it just felt very sparse and like very. It it. it, it use page economy very well for the, for the screenplay. I, I, I respect that movie a lot. I enjoy watching it. Um, but it, it definitely, it's hard to compare it to his other films, I would say. Yeah. I, I'm going to watch a bunch of these, um, this weekend because I bought a new sound system and I feel like the best way to test it is to put on a blah. Oh, oh, well yeah, that, yeah. But also watch porn and then watch a Christopher Nolan movie and maybe pause it in the middle and watch more porn. Or you should splice porn throughout it. Man, imagine if he directed porn. Stuart, would you watch it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. He kind of directed porn in this movie. I mean, the closest he's he's done. (laughs) You know what pissed me off? There were articles saying we were going to see Killian Murphy's dick, and we didn't. That get pissed to see me it. off too. That was so stupid. No dong. Angry. There was zero dong for anyone that was excited. I was so upset, man. I mean, we I, got- I, I was waiting for it. I kept being like, uh, to be fair though, that scene where he's naked on the chair—if he like spread his <laughs> legs or like <laughs> put one leg over the other—it would have taken everyone out oh of the movie so God. much. I, I just—it would have been hilarious. Though. It would have been funny. I think the thing with America is we're just very prudish with nudity, and I think with and it oh, comes. Yeah. I mean, we're very. I think we're. It's, it's much more comfortable and accepted to show boobs or like an ass in a movie but the moment you show a dick that's all people will talk about and i think that yeah. was probably why he avoided that would be well, my I guess feel like, but it's I, weird because that's what that's what everyone, everyone talked about, about yeah leading up to it i know and then afterward I, I don't know was there an uproar that there wasn't uh i mean uh, n- no I and that's know. that's the that's the harmful thing to the society is that there was not a a backlash against the liars. Yeah. I think press needs to be held accountable for that. I mean, on a technical basis, he shows as much skin as Florence Pugh does. Technically that is fair on a technical basis. So, um, you know what though? 
maybe it's a thing. You know how like people watched Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they were like, oh my God, I saw him stab that girl. I saw him put a hook in her back and we, and I saw, I saw it enter their body. And you know, that that that. never happens in those movies. Mm -hmm. You, it's just like implied. Maybe people thought they saw Killian Murphy's dick. Mm. Or maybe that was in an old cut that they, they changed last. Maybe, maybe the scene apparently. Oh, sorry. Well, apparently if you show dong in a movie, you cannot, it cannot be shown on airplanes. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Why? And I think, I think studios make a ton of money off selling their films to like giving like the airplane rights or something to their movies. Hmm. I mean, unless there was a slip, unless there was like a, (laughs) do they they show like Sully on an airplane? Oh man. I watched Sully on an airplane. Flight. No, I didn't. I've never seen Sully. Sully is a good movie. I refuse to watch it for personal reasons. I, I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> same reason jake but also Stuart will tell you after yeah we'll tell you why we we just hate that fucking um i i, I hate the movie for that reason but also because like the, the did whole you watch it room stuff yeah the whole the whole courtroom stuff is is completely fake like none of that happened because the the real event is Sully's a hero and the courtroom stuff was just procedure and them going through the motions to make sure everything was covered. But in the movie, they treat it like, Oh, Sully, you, you're, we're the bad guys. We're, we're coming for you. You're going to get in trouble. And in reality, like that wasn't what happened at all. I mean, it it was dramatized. It is a, I mean, it is a movie. I know, but like, especially something that happened so recently, it's kind of like, I know what happened. Like, right. you can't fool me, Tom Hanks. Do you know if Oppenheimer actually poisoned that apple or if that was dramatized? Because I saw an article with, like, I don't know, someone in the Oppenheimer family was like, I really wish they didn't show that scene. And I was like, do you wish they didn't show that scene because it actually happened? Or do you wish they didn't show that scene because it makes him look bad? Um, I, you know what? Fuck. I dude, have no I, idea. I didn't look it up. So I actually have an article saved. And okay. it's, I wish I read it. And it's, it's an article written. Um, I can't remember who wrote it. Adam Neiman, I think. Um, and I can't remember. Oh, here it is. Oppenheimer is massive. Oppenheimer is like Adam, Eve, and the snake. And I think this goes into that scene. And it was... I think the family got angry because that didn't happen. And I think that scene was like kind of a metaphor for So American Prometheus claimed that it or it is in American Prometheus and the author claimed that it did happen. Interesting. All right. But I'm just reading headlines here. But yeah, I don't know. It seems I, I think this article might argue the fact that it it is like a good metaphor for doing something destructive, but being able to stop it from actually happening. And then obviously creating something that could kill people and not being able to stop it because it was not something he could control because he he wasn't making it for him to use. He was making it for someone to take and then do what they want with it. Um, So I think that might have been the reason for that. Uh, I think that's fucking wild if that actually did happen. Yeah, I'd like to believe it did. 
Almost killed but Kenneth Branagh. Almost. Stuart, hmm. you are the biggest Nolan fan I know. You've said you liked Oppenheimer, but what mm-hmm. about it spoke to you and where would you rank it in your uh, Nolan? No, yeah, actually, you know what? Tell me what you think of Oppenheimer. And then I want I want your full breakdown of you of the Nolan Nolan verse like I don't one to ten I don't know or if top I, three I don't know if I could you do can do that. it I don't you think can I do could. it I don't know about the Nolan you verse could. part but I, I mean uh, I'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see well, let me let me think but uh, wait a second so Oppenheimer is in the same world as the Dark Knight yeah it all ta- it's it all takes place in the same hey that that would be a better uh, connected universe than whatever the fuck DC is doing hell yeah. <laughs> not, not, that's not an inaccuracy. Um, uh, no, I, I've heard better than whatever Marvel's doing. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, no, well, I. Where does this movie lie? <laughs> like, just just on a vibe check, where does it lie within? Like, is it like? Would you say this? Is it's in the higher three? end for me. I don't know yeah. about top three. I'd have to think on that, but it's definitely in the the higher end of the Nolan movies for me. And I and I love most of his movies. Not you know, I'm not one of those like. Blindly, I just I th- I'm really I I know some people like I have a couple of friends who don't like like his style and like his writing, which I understand. Like I get I can I could see some people just not being about it. But I think the thing with me with this movie in particular, I loved that it was a three hour movie that didn't feel like three hours to to me. Um, it's vi- basically oh, yeah. majority dialogue, and. That that first watch like blows by. And I think to your point, Matt, about like the editing, I think that editing like really just supercharges the pace and the music. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And for me, even rewatching it now I, that I I what I, I still wasn't bored rewatching it. And I think. That in itself is kind of an accomplishment. And I think it also in the fact that there's a lot of scenes where especially the the score in this is phenomenal as well. And you'll have scenes of just people talking and these shifts in the score going along with these characters interacting with one another. And it's, it's as, almost as intense as an action scene. Like it's very, it's very tight with the writing. And I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I had such, I had high expectations. So I, I was like, you know, almost had like that little bit of like, uh, maybe I'll be a little disappointed with it. But uh, by the end of it, I mean, it's it's also very, I thought, tastefully done. It doesn't go. It just kind of shows you Oppenheimer as Oppenheimer. It doesn't go like, oh, this guy's, you know, an evil character or a good character. It's kind of for the audience to decide with how everything went. I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone's for what happened, but. In terms of like how the movie treats the character, it does let you, you know, understand where he came from and to see how it had like haunted him. And obviously Killian Murphy killed it. I, I was nice. It was it was nice to see him actually leading a Nolan movie. Um, and yeah, I, I just. I don't know it, it, for a movie that. I think a lot of people were just like, because of, especially with some of the Barbenheimer hype thinking like, Oh, I can't wait to see the explosion or whatever. Um, I mean, in spoiler alert, I mean, you don't even see with them dropping on, you know, going into Hiroshima or Nagasaki or you any see of that, test, which though. I, th- you see the test, but I, I mean, but you don't, they don't show it. And I think that was a really smart move. Um, and yeah, then when, 
the scenes where they're testing the bomb to get it to where it is, I think uh, were that was all that was needed to just kind of show you the scope of what it was they were doing. Yeah, and I think to your point of them not showing the Japan bombing, like this movie, and, and I've seen a lot of criticism uh, from people who are bored by the movie. They wanted to see Japan get bombed, which is weird. Jesus Christ. Um, well, that, yeah, because apparently a lot of people left the theater were like, they didn't even show us the bombing. And it's like, what? Like, why would you want to see that? And dude, you got to love Americans. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there were complaints about I've seen complaints about how. Um, from from I'm I'm ingraining myself more and more in my my heritage's cultures and i've seen a lot of people in those circles complain that the movie didn't show the impact on the indigenous community in los alamos and i understand why you'd want that and and i think that there sh- there might be but there should be like there there could be a great documentary on the test as a whole but this is very specifically Except for the one storyline, this is very specifically Oppenheimer's story and Oppenheimer's uh, point was, of view. And I was I was about what, to say it's very it's a if you're one I watch a movie that's just like a character study, this is it. Yeah, because like, they don't even really focus on the tests or the research. Like they just no, they just focus on what he's doing, what he's feeling, what he's saying, and then we get to see a bomb blow up and. Uh, yeah, and and I I really, really dug that because man, he is a complicated dude. He is he he is like one of the most interesting people in history because he's he was so open to different ideas and different ways of thinking, but he also like did something that changed humanity forever. And you could argue that if he didn't do it someone else would and it could have been worse but at the same time it's something that you can't really speculate on because where we are now isn't great so it's just this super complicated not easy to kind of suss out and formulate a strong feeling of he's a good guy he's a bad guy you know uh it's it's like the the true like the, the the true meter of life is that really everything's just fucking complicated and we we have no idea what the fuck we're doing and things we want to control we don't have any control of and uh it, it, i fucking i adored it i thought it was well I mean, great i mean that was the other thing too which caught me was i mean when he gets to a certain point especially in his reactions to how everything was handled and his contribution to it uh like at times it's very like i mean Obviously, I mean, mostly because of the scope of everything that happened, like, but almost like horror esque because it's like there's some couple scenes, especially this one of, I think might be my favorite scene in the movie, or at least one of them is when he's giving the speech after they had dropped the bomb. And oh, he's yeah. starting to very in this, memorable in this crowd is cheering him. And he, while he's walking in this room, going to the podium, is already kind of in a state of like, what did we just do? And he kind of tries to put on that false face of like, you know, we did it, you know, we, you know, we're, and he makes a couple other remarks about it. 
And then he just starts seeing like that flash of white light and he's kind of picturing people losing their skin and he like steps on like a burnt body and he's like clearly like just not, you know, he's not okay mentally at that point. And visually that scene is so well done in the soundtrack and it's mixed in with like people stomping their feet and it's very stressful and, uh, you know, you feel it. You definitely feel it. And uh, yeah, it, 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 I mean, speaking of a guy that doesn't have control, they didn't even tell him like the how he finds out and how we find out is just finding out on the radio that they dropped the bomb and it killed a bunch of people. And oh, and then then after the kind of after the fact, uh, he gets a call from Matt Damon. Oh, yeah, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And, and, and it's so <laughs> like it's like, oh, yeah, like you may have built this for us, but as soon as you built it. Nah, nah, son. Now we're gonna do an investigation on you being well, a communist. Well, well, the, yeah. And the really fucked up scene too is there's it's like a really brief exchange is when the soldiers are shipping him out, and he's like asked a question, and the guy basically just tells him to fuck off, and that it's in their hands now, and to not worry about it. Yeah, and it's just yeah. a really like stern, horrid response. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, and then he's like, he's talking to Matt Damon's character, and he basically asks him. He said. Well, he first asked him if he could come with him to Washington so he can kind of know what the plan is and what's going on. And right. obviously they declined that. And then it goes into, well, you'll 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 call me and tell me. He's like, sure. Like when I can. And you're just kind of like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You, you get a feeling like, oh, I'll, I'll never hear from that guy again. A little, uh, yeah, definitely. And also, I do want to do a shout out in this movie to Tom Conti. Uh, yeah, man. Because. I mean, I know a lot of people memed. He He plays Albert Einstein in it. And he got memed to shit from the trailers, especially. Uh, And I personally think Albert Einstein is such a fucking difficult person to play without it coming off really cheesy. And I thought he nailed it. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if if people see this movie and go, oh, he was a real he was a real person. He wasn't just some character. No, he character. wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't just, oh, I'm Albert Einstein. I'm very smart. Yeah, uh, a caricature. And yeah. I will say, when Albert Einstein appeared in the trailers, though, it it looks, it, it, it reminded looks me a little. Yeah, with his hat blown away, it reminded me of like, like I was sitting there and I got excited seeing Albert Einstein. And then I like thought to myself and I was like, man, I wonder if this is how people felt when Spider-Man was in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> but that that scene, that exchange between them, which ends up being a later scene in the movie when they actually reveal what they were talking about, is so good. It, yeah, it, Matt, it, didn't it's just yeah. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, Matt, didn't you send that? You sent that meme to Callie and I that was like, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays the most realistic character because he assumes two people are talking about him and lets it destroy his entire life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's it's such like a human (laughs) mistake or like a human folly. Uh, And it's so minor, but it's crazy how like that minor thing and that minor misconception like basically caused the decline well, of this man. I think it's so fascinating. It is. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too, and which was a great display with it was Emily Blunt's comment to him about it because she brings up, it's because you embarrassed him. And he's like, well, that was like six years ago. That can't be it. And she's like, and she brings up to him how vindictive people can be silently. Yeah. And you know, it's true. Jake, the, that specifically, that moment made me realize how much therapy has helped me. 
Oh, really? So I'm like, oh, because that that would have I, I would have been I would have been the Strauss if they did a movie about the nuclear fridge, and but they did it in the style of Oppenheimer. It I would be Strauss, fucking panicking over what I think is two people talking about me. Imagine, imagine <laughs> if in five years. It just cuts to one of us in court testifying. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of Emily Blunt, man, like she doesn't get a lot of opportunity, but she was fucking great in the, the two scenes. Oh, she, she uses to, like, she uses her time well. Yeah, like uh, the scene where she she tells um, Oppenheimer that he doesn't get to sin and then ask everyone to feel sorry for him. Yeah, that's a that's because a rough there scene. are consequences, yeah. and you have to deal with them. And she basically is like, "You have to go in there and make everyone feel good about this." So stop being a pussy. <laughs> uh, I love that. And then obviously her her testimony in her in the um, in the kangaroo court, I I thought was great. A lot of great memes of like LeBron James warming up and it's saying, uh, "Kitty being." <laughs> Kitty warming up for her testimony after two hours of being an alcoholic deadbeat. Um, it was. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I, the the movie was great. Um, the actually okay. The the one last thing that I had an issue with, and this is really not Nolan's fault. And it's funny because some people have theorized that this is Nolan making a Oppenheimer movie, but it also reflects. Uh, I don't I don't believe this, but it reflects his feelings about how he kicked off like the superhero movie craze of this era with the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> and now he regrets doing it. I which, see where this is going. This is so stupid, though. <laughs> it's I think that is so funny. But the thing the thing that I think this movie falls victim to, and this would not be the case if we didn't live in the current culture is at the end when they say who voted against Strauss, they say Kennedy, uh, John oh, F. Kennedy. Yeah. And a new, a new upstart guy from New York or whatever. It's yeah. Like, and it's like, like, oh God, this is going to be, this is going to be some. <laughs> Start to a new cinematic universe. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I obviously like, if that was in like a nineties movie, you'd go, oh, that's, that's funny. I didn't know JFK was involved in, in this. But now you see it <laughs> and you just see Nick Fury showing up at I mean, John F. Kennedy's door and being like, oh, hi, Nick Fury. Oh, I'll join your team. Um, so it's just it, I, I felt bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't get out of my head. I don't know. I think with this movie, I was able to shut that out just because it's very clearly a one off, <laughs> you know. Wow, but, it's making a lot of money. Well, so maybe, I mean, that's true. Who no, no, the Oppen the Oppenverse? Yeah, maybe Warner Brothers is like, all right, we gotta we gotta get the next movie going. Let's get a Albert Einstein movie. Yeah, <laughs> and then a Nikola Tesla movie. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's the prestige. Who's, he's so in the prestige. Kind of the prestige. He's yeah, the he's already done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and the the perfect person to play Nikola Tesla oh, is no longer around. Yeah. So. Yeah, damn, totally. That's true. Uh, do you guys see any other movies? Nope. No. All right. Well, I guess we'll call it there. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, we also saw Talk Teenage to me, Mutant right, Ninja Turtles. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we did see. Trailer. We did see Talk to Me. Yes. No, we did see Talk to Me. Yes, we did. Wait, Matt, oh, you saw it too? It was very good, though. 
Oh, you guys saw Talk? No, I didn't see Talk to Me. Oh, I did I see saw Talk Barbie. to Me. Oh, I saw Barbie too. We could talk about. Yeah, Barbie. we we saw we saw Barbie then Oppenheimer, which Mikey had mentioned is the is the better I, way to do I, it because I, was, I can't imagine <laughs> watching Oppenheimer and then just going to Barbie I, and I, walking that experience off. I was saying to Jake with the with the day when we did it, like I would have been in the first minute, thirty minutes of Barbie. I feel like I would have been numb. I don't even think I would have yeah. been like in, like able to enjoy it. Uh, I was so happy we did that order because <laughs> originally we weren't. We were gonna we were gonna do um, we were gonna do it because we were like, oh, we'll start off with the the heavy shit and then end it with you know light fare with Barbie. And uh, I'm I'm very happy that changed. I saw it the other way around. I saw I saw, I was numb for the first 15 minutes of Barbie. Uh, <laughs> did you go from Did you go from Oppenheimer right to Barbie, or did you like get some food? Like get I had, a I had about drinks. yeah, I had about four hours between movies. Oh, oh, we oh, went okay. one so, into so the other. Oh, yeah, wow. we did one into the other. We we had, I guess, a lunch dinner sort of thing before, and then went to Barbie, and then walked right into Oppenheimer. I think maybe I could have done Oppenheimer then Barbie if it was Oppenheimer, and then like a four hour break where I got to eat and drink, and then to Barbie. Yeah, I we walked out of Oppenheimer, and there was a showing a bunch of people coming in to see Barbie, so we could have. Uh, I'm glad we didn't. Um, but yeah, we we went for dinner, had some Thai curry, uh, had and then we went into Barbie, had some big ass fishbowl drinks that were delicious, but um, definitely did not stay in my body overnight. I'll say that much. Um, but mm. I I enjoyed Barbie. <laughs> I mean, it definitely didn't ruin the experience. I I think. When I saw it, I was a little worried that I'm like, ah, oh, man, like Barbie feels really long. In this final act, and I was a little worried that was because I had sat through Oppenheimer. It sounds like most people think the final act is a little longer than it needs to be. But I mean, other than that, how, I really how long is it, it all together? I think it's like two hours, right? I think it's almost two hours. Let's see, Barbie runtime. One hours and fifty four minutes. I'd take chop twenty minutes off of it, and I'd feel, I'd feel like it's perfect. I feel like twenty minutes you would be cutting some funny shit though. Yeah, that seems like a lot. Twenty minutes seems like a lot. Like I could see maybe, maybe cut, like cut five all to of the ten. Roof handler maybe. stuff. I think. I don't, I don't know who that is, but uh, that was Rhea, Rhea, Perlman. Rhea Perlman's character. Someone I don't know who it's, that is. Uh, old lady. The created. The creator. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That stuff didn't really work for me. Because yeah, at yeah first, but the ending I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I love the ending. I, th I don't I think. Oh, yeah, that was great. I thought when Barbie goes to meet Ruth Handler for the first time in that dark room, I thought I was like, is this it? Is she going into it? Because it looked like that scene in it part two where. <laughs> oh, Jessica the Chast naked lady. Yeah, the naked lady. And I, <laughs> Barbie was going into other movies. I thought I was so confused. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I, I thought Barbie was great. It was fun. I, I I was trying to think of like, oh, what can I say about Barbie other than like, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I think it's funny that a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of dudes are missing the point of Ken. Um, <laughs> where cause in, what, Ken, in what way? I, I don't know. Like a lot of like, well, Ken, the Ken song is really the thing where it's like, uh, I'm just Ken anywhere else. I'd be a 10. Um, when I give her love, she calls me a friend and it's stuff like that. And the, the whole, I like his arc where his arc is very obviously like, 
him becoming, you know, okay, like he he's his, he can be his own person and he doesn't need a Barbie right. to feel like a man. People are a lot of guys that? take that. Well, a lot of guys are taking that as, yeah, Barbie was tr- uh, drag- uh, stringing him along. I'm totally Ken. I'm, and I don't know how much of it is like uh, Ryan Gosling. I'm him because he's like the the ultimate like dude bro saying, yeah, I'm him. I'm Ryan Gosling on the screen right now. Um, so I, I just think that's funny personally. Yeah. I mean, he is Ryan Gosling is fucking hysterical in this movie. Like every time he's, he's on screen, so good, he, 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 I was laughing I, for the most part. I, I, I feel like we laughed throughout that entire film. Like I was, at least for me, I felt like I, I was laughing pretty consistently yeah, at the entire same. thing. My favorite line though was, uh, the the Snyder cut line because I was sitting next to Stuart and Mikey and I just looked at him. <laughs> I thought of Stuart. I thought it was too. funny. I didn't think it was like bad. I thought it was funny. I know. I just... <laughs> There's some beautiful women in that movie too. Oh yes. Oh yes. They even address the the. There's a scene where Barbie's talking about how she's ugly and like the narrator which is Helen Mirren has to like come in to be like this is the wrong actress to be doing this yeah, scene with I like that a lot uh the what's it called I I I think it is always awesome to see Ryan Gosling get points for being a comedic actor I loved him in the new guy uh the new nice, guys nice guys man nice, nice guys, guys is fucking that so great. good oh so phenomenal good. uh I I don't think I've ever laughed harder then in the nice guys, when Ryan Gosling goes for Russell Crowe's ankle gun <laughs> that he dreamt about. <laughs> or that look, he, just even those scenes, like he doesn't even say a word when he's like at the fucking party. And they're like, you want yeah. a drink? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's like, they're drawing the house. And he just like gives this specific look yeah. to them that he's like, oh. Well, okay. <laughs> my yeah. my favorite thing about Ryan Gosling is that our friend Steven, friend of the show, hates Ryan Gosling but doesn't know why. Oh just, no. It, it, or like Steven, why do you hate him? He's like, I don't know, he's just got a stupid face. And and, and they're like, both right, and they're both that, third. That's not a reason. I mean, they're both blonde with blue eyes. Maybe he feels competitive. I, I think I think that's probably what it is. He'd never admit it though. Either that or he's really attracted to Ryan Gosling. I mean, I, who uh, isn't? He, though, that's you know? true. Oh he's a, he's man, a stud. He's you got to. You're telling credit me. Credit credit to do. Uh, uh, and then the new Storm was in it. Yeah, I was going to mention her. I thought she was great. She was I great. I was I was just taken aback. I thought she was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michael Sarah's best role. Yeah, <laughs> he Dude, was I, really funny. I loved I when love he just Michael choked Sarah. that guy out. Yeah, <laughs> it's out of nowhere. And, and the, sh- 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 <laughs> the other thing too, which I mean, I I don't know what we would why we would expect differently, but uh, to no surprise, Margot Robbie gives like an Oscar performance in this fucking movie. Uh, she just is she's just such an insane actress. She's so good. Yeah, she is so Seriously. goddamn good. Like she does not need to go nearly as hard as she does. And, and you know what? I I was really happy to see that Will Ferrell was on point and like at the top of his game. Like I <laughs> he made I me laugh a, a, quite a few times too. I I literally almost had to leave the theater because when that stupid 
uh, whisper chain slowly makes (laughs) its way to him. (laughs) And he just hears that Barbie's in the real world. And he just like, it literally looks like he has a stroke and faints. (laughs) 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 It was just so good. He looked like he collapsed. Uh, There's also that scene with, with fucking Madge when he like gets into the Barbie world and he just looks over at her and it (laughs) freaks him out. He's like, Oh my God. Yeah, we just continued. Pregnant Barbie. <laughs> pregnant Barbie. Him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was a. I mean, that's the biggest thing I think that's a win for this movie is uh, I, I. I liked a Barbie movie. I mean, come on. Are you excited for the Mattel Cinematic Universe though? <laughs> I, I did see. I hear about that announcement. Uh, Greta Gerwig was Oppenheimer when that happened because she realized what she created. <laughs> she realized what she just became part of. Yeah, god damn it. Dude. I mean, I will say I um I, I Greta Gerwig deserves so much of not all the credit because this movie could have been a disaster. It, oh yeah. Like, I mean, the direction this movie has, the sets this movie has, the actors the this sets. movie has. The sets are the amazing. The physical sets. Physical actual sets. I know, no, man. That was that was all green screen, Matt. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't you ruin love, my life. I love it, though. Two films. Uh, they're not sequels. They're not uh, they're, they're not part of an expanded universe. Neither of them used a lot of CG. I think what Oppenheimer like technically used one bit of CG and it was for another country to cover up uh, Florence Pugh. Because oh the black they dress because they didn't want to show her yeah oh yeah it, I, did. I, I I haven't looked into Barbie but it seemed like all, that that was like mostly practical I just love that and both those movies did incredibly well it's like it, it was nice to see it was nice to see and the, I, I think there were I mean I'm sure there was some maybe minor CG for backgrounds and stuff at times I'm, but, I'm sure there was know. there was it's pretty unavoidable but, I mean especially if you don't have like a Nolan budget where you can get away with doing I mean I don't know the budget but anyway I I think. Had I seen either of those movies and then seen like if I did a double feature with either of those movies and then a Marvel movie, I'd be like, wow, this movie looks like shit. Like the Marvel movie just because of all the CG stuff. Did you see like they like they like CG office buildings because they don't want to find an office building to use and pay for it. And it's just like, come on. Well, I mean, yeah, green screen. That's so stupid. Didn't they didn't they CG like a literal office? In Secret they did. Invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Secret, Secret Invasion, I, I think I saw a Twitter thread of like, it was a green screen that they turned into an office. And it's like, man, that's got to be so boring to like direct act. Uh, oh, yeah. Like be the director of photography in that scene where you're not Literally actually working no with physical light. space, you know? Yeah. It's so dumb. I mean, it's frustrating also in terms of, I mean, which, Barbie's such a great, you know, breath of fresh air for just like a kind of a big Hollywood opening type movie where. You know, I mean, you do see these, especially when it comes to either Marvel and in some cases DC, where, I mean, you have characters where their costumes are just entirely CGI when they don't need to be. Some it makes sense for sure, but like there is no reason that Spider-Man standing there needs to have a CGI costume. Zero. Uh, I mean, it saves money, sure, and it's quicker maybe, but you know. You you feel it though, like this movie. I mean, you feel the sets. I mean, they're like sure you can say yeah, they're simple and like they're designed with the Barbie houses and shit. But guaranteed, that shit took time, and you could tell the care is there. So, Uh, but yeah, it's great. It was it was really really good. To round out the Barbenheimer 
trilogy, uh, Stuart and I also saw Talk to Me, which was really good. Yes, it I, was. Uh, I need to see that. The Racka Racka Boys was, uh, delivered. If anyone's a fan not of them. as like I was telling Stuart, I thought it was going to be like, oh, watch these dumb teens like get possessed and die. And it was going to be funny. Uh, but it was very dark, <laughs> but I think it was good. I think it worked. Um, there the are things to nitpick, but I, I, I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, especially for a, for a, their first feature. Pretty good. Hell yeah. No, that's awesome. Especially even if you're not really interested in horror movies, if you're a fan of their like YouTube channel, uh, it, you, 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 you see their work kind of evolve into what's in this movie. So I, I think it's worth a go. Well, actually, I mean, if you're not, I guess if you hate horror movies, I wouldn't recommend it because there's a couple things that are yeah. pretty fucking brutal, but uh, it's, it's, a, it was very well done. And I think it's definitely worth seeing. And I, I, I know it had a solid opening for an A24. I think it made like 10 million on its opening weekend, which for a movie that's budget's really small is really good. So keep, Hell yeah. keep them coming. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see it. I, thought the trailer was sick i loved the kangaroo in the trailer that's pretty much the only thing i remember is a kangaroo hopping around a hospital i think <laughs> um which is pretty dope uh, you, you got me and uh the kangaroo spoke too it was like oh mate oh i'm mate. gonna punch you in the face a hip, i actually hop, didn't know a hippie, that a hippie to the hip, hip it would hop. Be, hop don't stop hopping <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it would be uh, all australians too and there were some things i didn't quite understand because Thick accents in, in that. Right. Kangaroo Jack 2, baby. I was about to say, okay, get Jack it's a stealth sequel. This is part of the Kangaroo Jack cinematic universe. Kangaroo. I saw that oh, movie yeah. in theaters. I did too. I think I did. Not proud of it. Yeah. Well, Actually, <laughs> we were I don't kids. Know. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> we were tricked into seeing that movie and dragging I just, our I just remember when I, when, we, when I finally saw it, I was disappointed that the kangaroo wasn't talking and stuff throughout the whole movie. And it was just like a it was that fever dream. Scene. Yeah. I was like, that is really terrible advertising. Even the fucking covers of that scene. Well, and the trailer was just that scene. So it's like, <laughs> uh, we were deceived. We, we were the we were lied to. <laughs> we were straight up lied to about this talking kangaroo movie. It's, that's it's rapping the and worst shit. deception of all time. It, this is it's hard to think of something worse. I can think of something better, and that that is Barbenheimer. Two great movies that I fucking dug the shit out of, and I'm I'm fucking glad that you guys dug the shit out of them too, because. Uh, it, it was cool to see everyone fucking excited to go to the movies and see two movies in one day. And yeah, I mean, the second group I saw it with weren't as ecstatic about it. Oh, really? Yeah, with Jake, Jake and I went with some of our friends, including friend of the show, mystery guest Steven, um, who like liked it. Like Steven liked it. And then we had another friend that <laughs> his first thing was like, it was pretty mid. <laughs> even though that did make me laugh but uh yeah i mean it's okay if you don't like it I, I like i guarantee you i know there's gonna be people that are bored by it and just because of oh just wait the are, subject are we talking about oppenheimer or barbie oppenheimer oh i was sitting here thinking we were talking about barbie oh no uh no i didn't see barbie twice i only saw it once oh okay um 
But no, with Oppenheimer, I, I mean, I could see people, if you're not into, into dialogue-heavy movies, then I probably wouldn't recommend it. Unless you're, like, very invested in, like, what happened at the time. But it, I, I could see where people would be. I wasn't, but... I, I think, you know, I think it's, like, a good little gateway for, like, Nolan fans to get into, like, a more, like, drier character study. Yeah. I, it's not I mean, really dry, though. It's not dry. I was about to say, that was my thing with the movie, why I loved it, is it's dialogue heavy, but it has a forward momentum to it, and there's just, like, a certain touch to it where it, it feels uh, alive and not just, yeah. hey, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And, uh, vi- and visually, my God, it's a gorgeous movie. Yeah, I love it. It is. Uh, I'm wondering, my big thing was, I bet, Studios try to do this in the future because uh, the studios definitely got back, got behind the marketing of like, go see both movies. And it paid off. I mean, both movies are doing great in the box office. They killed Mission Impossible, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. It really is crazy. Uh, A movie that's good. I don't think we talked yeah. about it on here, but it was an enjoyable movie. And like, you know. uh, Tom but, Cruise is still yeah, putting in it, the work. It just kind of kind of fell off after its first week, and uh, I'm curious to see if if studios tried try to do it again with like two vastly different movies. I know everyone's joking about how Saw Ten comes out at the end of September on oh. the same day as a Paw Patrol movie. Can I say uh, one thing about Saw Ten? <laughs> no, you can say one thing about Paw Patrol. No, Saw Ten. I am so fucking stoked. Me too. After I, seeing I, the trailer and seeing where it takes place and that it's like focused on on Kramer, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking there. Oh, sorry. No, John Kramer. His jigsaw. Uh, I, I'm I'm yeah. so fucking stoked. It like I haven't seen I haven't seen the trailer. Do you think I should watch it? I mean, it's I guess it's kind of spoilery, but at the same time, Matt, I'm gonna be real. I was kind of it's after so- the last two Saw movies, I was just like, you know, I keep expecting a certain thing. And these movies aren't giving it to yeah. me now. After watching this trailer, I already have the vibes of, oh, this is what they should have fucking done like five years ago. Yeah, I I, I had an idea for Saw movie where it followed Saw 9. I, I don't know what, what Saw 10 is. I don't know. All I know is people are excited for it. And I love Saw, so I'm stoked. Okay, I won't um, say any more then about it if you're avoiding it, but it. I can well, just t- I, I can tell not. you from us if you love if you do. I mean, you we love Saw. It yeah. looks like I, a return a to form type of movie. Carrie Elways. That's what I wanted. That'd like, be dope I too. The the cult of Jigsaw or something like that. Um, but anyway, I'm excited for that. Maybe I'll watch the trailer after we finish recording yeah. here. I, I can tell you right now, Paw Patrol's not going to do as well as Saw does. <laughs> I, I, no offense, kid. I mean, I mean, then again, it's a kid movie, but. I, yeah, maybe everyone. But I can guarantee you, the budget's going to be like way higher than you would think. And for then Paw Patrol for Paw Patrol for some reason it's going to have like a giant budget right right but but then the thing is though with those type movies if even if they don't do great theatrically usually once they come out on video and stuff that's the shit that parents will buy at a store for their kid at a Walmart yeah they'll be like oh it's yeah. Paw Patrol isn't Paw Patrol like oh well, never mind I don't want to get into this conversation no we're, we're we have time <laughs> go ahead uh uh, isn't, Paw isn't Paw Patrol the first sign that the Nuclear Fridge podcast is ending an episode? Jake, what do you think? 
What? Sad. It's like the calm before the storm. It's like a red sky means the storm's coming tomorrow. Oh, I see. Pop okay, Troll yeah. it, means the nuclear fridge podcast is ending. Yeah, I think it means it's over. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the nuclear fridge. We're always happy to have you. Jake Stewart. These are my boys. You can reach out to us at the nuclear fridge gmail.com or on our discord server. The link is in our Twitter bio or podcast description below. We will see you all next week. But until then, we hope you have a fantastic weekend with a cold one from the nuclear fridge. Ja, 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 ja.